Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Ready or Not. Today, we're going to be talking about running your race with determination. Let's get into it. Here we are back in the studio, alive and well, I hope, with Mr. Joseph Rodeheber. Alive and well, and yeah, great. God is good. God is faithful, and he is awesome, and he is on the throne, so... Jesus' power is superpower. <laughs> you heard that? Yes, I have. Uh, yeah, I have. I don't know what it's from. I'm not going to try to assume what it's from. No, I, for what I understand is, at least I was introduced to it, but the school in Mali, love Mali, the, yes. the school, the first time they were doing missions out there and beginning to build the school, uh, all the natives to that area were like, Jesus' power. And yes, we scream back superpower and then they'd be like satan power and you go no power (laughs) so jesus power superpower there you go that's it it's true through the holy spirit that's yes amen but um so what are we talking about today today uh gonna touch on really two pitfalls when it comes to running our race and that can be the long haul which ultimately uh, heaven, right? Eternity stepping into that permanent state we'll be in with each other and the Lord. Um, but then it can, you know, these things apply to temporary goals or or destinations, uh, whether that's a family, whether that's schooling, whether that's a job, um, where God has really made it clear what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so really the two things in my mind, you know, you're running down the top of a mountain. I always is a long, long, long term, like life goal. It's a dumb one, but a bucket list was to run a ridge line. Uh, so you're on the trail yep. and it's very narrow Yep. and the left and the right are both like a cliff or a drop off. Yep. And I finally got to do it in a mild way. Uh, but earlier this year, it wasn't like a thousand foot cliff, but it was a narrow trail and if you went to the left or the right you would fall very 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 far in there and so it was awesome we were above the clouds which was just all you saw was like maybe a quarter mile worth of trail and then clouds beneath you and if you fell to the left or the right it looked like you fell into the pit (laughs) of despair like a cartoon or a poof and just had your silhouette (laughs) but but with that i think when jesus says hey walk the narrow road right that's what comes to my mind Mm. is this narrow path and don't go to the left don't go to the right. Just keep your eyes forward. Keep moving forward. Mm. And so on the right hand, and we'll look at this biblically and logically, but if you fell to the right, that could be any version of distraction. And so we'll talk about distractions today. Yep. And then if you fell to the left, uh, discouragements. So maybe some other day when the Lord knows, we could talk about hurdles and all the obstacles on the trail, but we want to make sure that you guys are equipped and don't fall to the right or the left. You don't get distracted or discouraged. But I don't know, Joe. Talk talk to us. Hit us up on distraction. Yeah, I mean, I love I love that analogy. You do a great job coming up with those analogies and, and thoughts. But just the fact that uh, yeah, you think about the ridge line. I don't know if you guys have seen those. Um, I don't know, like you know, social media videos or whatever of, of people on like a mountain bike just charging down a ridge line, and it's just like the focus that they must have, or just running. I've seen trail runners do it, and they're on that ridge line. That same picture that you have, where it's like, yeah, you 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 cannot make, you cannot be distracted. If you're just distracted for one moment on that mountain bike, you're you're done. 
And I think that's a, it's a great analogy because it's, of course, they, they might know the destination, but really what they're focused on is what in, what's in front of them. Yep, great point. Um, and, and not what's to the left, not what's to the right, but what is right in front of them at the moment. That's where their focus is. Totally. Uh, Hebrews 12, 1. If you're not familiar with this passage, get commit this one to memory, really. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And it's just such a sweet verse full of truth to lay aside two things. One, the weights. Those are not sins. Those are distractions. Uh, But then also, right, lay aside the weights and the sins that so easily ensnare us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, let's just talk on distraction first, I guess, and then yeah. we'll get into discouragement. But Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, there's there's several distractions, several things that come to mind um, when I think about what a distraction could be. And some of them are well-known, right? Like um, maybe temptations or different things like that, right? But what, what are some thoughts that come to you, you know, when you think of distractions, when you think about that thing to the left that might throw you off the cliff, yeah. <laughs> what, what comes to mind? Yep. Um, you know, we talked about idolatry, I think, a couple episodes ago. And so for this one, I don't really mean the sin, right? The deep, dark, like fleshly desires, uh, the things that appear to be innocent, the things that maybe actually are innocent, but keep us from moving towards whatever God's calling us to. Mm-hmm. And so distraction, uh, if God's calling you to just mature and grow up and you're stuck, you know, playing 30 hours a week of video games yeah. like you did when yeah. you were a junior higher, it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. It may not be evil, but it's a distraction. So I don't know, entertainment. Um yeah. In my mind, the first thing that comes up as distractions are just things that get my eyes off the prize. Yeah. What about you? What I don't know. Yeah, entertainment for sure. That video games comes to mind. I, uh, you know, I I loved playing video games growing up, and uh, I was a big part of like my group of friends and and my community. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I find myself wanting to play video games. A lot of the times, like watching a, a video game stream or something, but. Um, but now, sometimes the focus can be, uh, I get focused or distracted, right? My focus turns to a distraction of, of um, maybe finances, making money, or pursuing my career, my job. Um, um, just those things that, they're, they're things I need to be concerned with, but they're not things that my full focus needs to be about, or my ambition, my drive. I think of Jesus says, you can't serve two masters, right? Um, and, and he goes on to say, like it talking about mammon and money, like you're either going to serve the one and hate the other. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, so we have to know who the master is and that's who our focus is. And then everything else, uh, will kind of fall in line, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And he's talking specifically about our, um, our, the things that we need in life, right? Food, uh, you know, um, you know, shelter and, and clothes and all those things. And we worry about those things. And those worries in themselves are distractions because it keeps our eyes off of our mask. Yeah, t- totally. Um, you know, it's funny you even bring up that whole thing. You can overly emphasize good things and that's a distraction. Yep. If you guys have grown up as kids in a, 
you know, a broken home or whatever terminology you want to use, single parent home. Uh, I did. And what's funny, if you don't go down the route of following the bad example, uh, becoming like whoever it was that bailed on you, you can go down the opposite route of being overly committed. And I know a big, this sounds super strange, and I, I pray it's taken the right way, but not having those relationships that I, I probably needed as a kid, once I had a family of my own, like that actually became a distraction. It looked honorable from mm-hmm. the outside, mm-hmm. but I would above and beyond, like just almost obsessed with having to be there every minute of every opportunity for everything my kids were doing uh, to where that was the focus. And again, it's an honorable thing. It's a funny thing. This should be a podcast in and of itself because I'm not trying to free anyone from their responsibilities. Yeah, totally. But does that make sense? Yeah. You You can think that it's your job to take on God's role. Yeah. And it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. A distraction can be obviously entertainment. Yeah, it can be entertainment. It could be your responsibilities as well, where you're so focused on that. Um, not that you should let go of your responsibilities, but it's like you're, that's what drives you, right? That's who, or, or just even ambition in itself, right? Trying to have everything in the world or, <laughs> or like to have that new car or to be focused on these. And it's so easy for us to have those distractions in our life, right? And then... I mean, just this comes up. It's just it's really just the mindless distractions too. Um, of not only video, obviously video games. Video games can be like that, but just just social media. I mean, we, we bag on social media a lot, but that's you know, there's good parts As of it. We should no, yeah, no, no, but, no, no. <laughs> but you know, I you know, a lot of us we we're gonna look back and see how much time that was wasted in the destructiveness of social media because it was a distraction and kept our eyes off of the Lord and really. It's not so much these things that are the distractions that are the problem. The problem is you're not focusing on the Lord, right? You're not focusing on what, on the path, the narrow path that you say, that ridge line. Yep. And, and it's so easy. You, you, it will knock you off. And, and to get back up that hill sometimes, to get back on that path can be, you know, it's a struggle in itself. Yeah, too. you're bumped and bruised and you got some scrapes yep. and you're exhausted yep. just to get back to where you fell from. Yep. Uh, but here's a beautiful thing. God will get you back to where you fell from. Absolutely. Right? So even if you wake up one day realizing like, oh my gosh, I've wasted the last month or year or decade of my life. Like instead of sitting in it and sulking, get up, get back to where you are, dust off your shoes and run your race. Yeah. Have you ever experienced in the distraction realm where you're you're just too involved in something and you sense in your soul, like the Holy Spirit's like, hey, you're just a little too committed here, but you ignore it for some period of time. Yeah. yeah and yeah. what was your experience from ignoring it and resisting that conviction? Well, right. You, it's, it's a, it's a, you, well, when you ignore the conviction, it's you trying to control whatever you have going on in your life yep. and not surrendering, right? We're, we're called to take up our cross daily. We're called to be a living sacrifice. These, uh, we're supposed to die that we might live, right? These things that just says like, stop trying to control everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and for me, it was, it, it starts spiraling out of control a little bit. And where you thought you were strong in some areas, you start becoming weak because of just different, you're not responding to the Holy Spirit. And not only that, Jesus says, if you obey me, you'll, you'll, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Yep. Right. And it, the, the simplicity of that, but then like, if he's telling you, Hey, 
hey, and you, I think like you need to let go of that. And I think as we get older and as you get closer to the Lord and you start hearing it, that's still a small voice, you start learning to, okay, I just need to obey. I don't know. (laughs) I think I'm going to err on the side of obeying that (laughs) and just cut this out. But I think it can be also, uh, you got to be careful about being legalistic with that. But, um, it's, with, it's such a gentle conviction. It is a gentle thing for sure. Because even when you try to be legalistic about cutting out all distractions, you're controlling it. Yep. It's not the Holy Spirit moving and prompting you and bringing those things to their surface. So it's, for me, I always like, Lord, reveal to me what, if I'm missing something, reveal it to me. Yep. So. I, I can only think of maybe three or four moments where the Lord was really clearly like reeling me back in. Uh, and I was kind of resisting it a little bit because they weren't evil, sinful things. Yep. And I knew if you asked me, like, and if I was going to be honest in the moment, like, do you think God's asking you to cut back on that? I knew in my heart, like, yes, but I wanted to just push a little further to see if I could make something work. Yep. But yep. I knew in the beginning I shouldn't. Even right now, I have in a file <laughs> a licensed <laughs> company with a tax ID number and everything. And the whole thing was me about three months ago coming up with this way to make extra money yeah. uh, for a family. And it would have worked. And I'm And in itself isn't bad, right? No. No. It's it's good. And to some degree, as a parent, you're called to be part of that provision equation. Like God does it, but oftentimes through work. Yeah. But it was funny. This was one of the first times I think as I did it, and yes, I lost some money filing for the the status and getting the email address set up and whatever. Got it all set up. And before the paperwork even came back from the government and everything, the Lord is like, you know, this is in your own strength yeah. and I'll let you do it, but you don't have to. Yeah. And there's the first time I already determined I'm not going down this road again. And so it came and I laughed. I just put the folder in a file <laughs> and there it is uh, as a reminder, right? Yep. But I think the reason this time I was able to respond sooner is because the past ones where you push beyond that conviction is unnecessary weariness, yeah. decreased joy, yeah. and just general lack of contentment. And the, Yeah, the lack of contentment is a big one, right? Um, especially when you're... You're chasing after things. Yep. Um, let me let me ask you this: Have you ever been distracted with maybe maybe you maybe the Lord's given you a glimpse of what's ahead in the future, or or you can kind of see the destination, what you think is the destination ahead, and it's a good thing, but you're distracted by it because you're like it can be a distraction because really like you're losing like if you think about that ridge line, if you're only focusing on the destination, <laughs> you know, that, that path might go a little bit different than you, you might no, think it does. Great question. For me, I think two times for sure, I had to walk through like trying to finish one season well, mm-hmm. while a new season was already beginning. Mm-hmm. And there's this like overlap of the current race isn't, or the, the la- this leg of the race isn't finished, yep. but the next one has begun. And it's such an awkward thing. Uh, I went through one, I think, four years ago, and I'm actually in the middle of one right now. And I thank God for gained wisdom over time. But it is a strange thing to be faithful with your current responsibilities and aware of your future ones. Uh, so it's a great question. Wow. And- and that's, I know that's how I, I think big picture a lot of the time and can see the end destination of what I want things to be yep. like in anything. 
And those in itself, it's like, well, analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis, yep. switch around, but like, and you try to analyze everything. So for me, it can be a total distraction. And so what I've learned for me is like to rest, rest in the Lord, do what's in front of me today and to walk in that. Yep. But also in the day-to-day stuff, there's distractions. How do you identify distractions? Great question. <laughs> um, for me, this is all I know. And this is probably, I don't know if this will help or not, but I can feel when my mind gets ahead of the moment. Mm-hmm. And my my plans and my thoughts and my ideas are further ahead than reality. I, I just experienced this on Monday. Uh, we were out in Idaho, you know, we're planting this new church and it's exploding and going crazy. We haven't even started it yet. Our first service isn't for eight more weeks, Uh, but I'm excited and it's going well. And the people that are showing up to these prayer meetings, uh, the encouraging thing is not the size, it's the, the hunger for the Lord. And so I, I literally already like began this search for, we got to buy land so we can build the building (laughs) and all this crazy (laughs) stuff. And by God's grace, I was sharing all this with Pastor Jack and he kind of laughed and he's like, Hey, I love the vision, love the long-term goals, but you haven't even had a first service yet. So, so why don't you focus on what's ahead of you now and we'll deal with what's ahead of you in the future, in the future. And it's a long answer to your question, but determining and becoming aware for me, I could feel this little bit of franticness. And I mean like 1%, mm-hmm. but you, you ever run down a hill faster than you can keep up with? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> if you've never done that, go find a grassy hill. I've dislocated my shoulder doing there that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you just get the speed wobbles on a skateboard and all I can ex- try to express it as is that feeling of, not, I haven't crashed and there's nothing wrong, but I'm not sure. Yeah. There's just this like, Ooh, hold on. And over time, again, it's time. I love getting older in the Lord uh, because now I can recognize like, Oh yeah, I felt that before. I should slow down now, not two months from now, but you know, there's distractions of all kinds. And then there's that other side of the ridge line of discouragement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, get hyper excited and wild and crazy with distractions. Others get this like low kind of, it's like putting ankle weights on when you're trying to run a race and you're just groggy. Yep. Um, but discouragement, I love this quote I read actually earlier today. It said, depression begins with disappointment. When disappointment festers in our soul, it leads to discouragement and then ultimately discouragement uh, to depression, right? Yeah. And we live in an age where a lot of people uh, believe they have depression. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to talk on this more one day, but I really believe, and there's a lot of statistics, scientific, psychological evaluations that, that point to the fact that it's not really depression, it's mismanaged discouragement. Hmm. And there's a difference. Uh, so, you know, discouragement comes from a lot of things. Well, mismanaged discouragement. Um how would you identify that? Like, I, mean, I mean, we talked about identifying distractions. How do you identify in in the moment, in the in the season of discouragement? Um, maybe you're, but it's it's mismanaged discouragement. Yeah, and maybe you're you're identifying it as, or people you might be feeling it as depression right now, and and or or it's manifesting as depre- depression, but the root of it is discouragement, right? Yep. Maybe. Uh, how do you? How would you even see like? 
if, if you're not even aware of that discouragement. And that's probably the trickiest part of it. You don't often recognize it until it's something much bigger than it needed to be. Uh-huh. But this is going to be silly. I remember my grandfather and I, when I was growing up, we learned how to do this interesting woodworking trick. He was a carpenter. He was a, a wood shop teacher in high school and all these things. And we went to this wood shop show and we went home and tried this trick that someone had taught us. And basically it was you carve this hole into a tree and you put a quarter in the hole and you leave it there and you give it like, you know, two years, but the tree will grow over the quarter and make dollar bills. And make dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> But if you, if you cut that limb off and then you whittle it down, you can create this piece of wood that is one solid piece and you drill a little hole and people can see a quarter inside the solid speed of wood and no one... You can offer people, I'll give you $100 if you know how that quarter got inside that wood. And no one will ever understand how it got there because it took a long time for the tree to grow around it. A lot of times people see this depression and they can't determine where it came from. Mm -hmm. And you're willing, you'd give, you'd give a doctor a million dollars to tell you how it got there and no one can. Uh, And the reality is, it's stuff that's been there probably for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, clinical depression, and I don't want to go down this road, that's not the point of the day, but clinical depression is that long-term low for no reason. Mm-hmm. And no one ever talks about the second part of that, for no reason. It can be someone passed away and you never dealt with grief. Yeah. It can be expectations that no one that you never exceeded in or met. It can be disappointment. And instead of dealing with it, like that quarter, you just let things grow for so long that now all you know is this low, unending thing in your life. Yeah. And as you as you walk this ridgeline, so to speak, right, this, this race that we have before us, the narrow road, I mean... We see we see discouragement just knocking people out, right? All uh, the time, and and maybe they just you know, hey, I just need to take a nap. Or I need to just sleep on this road. I'm not I'm not moving anymore. You're not running a race anymore. You're not doing anything. You're just sitting there, or you're fully falling off that mountain and and going deeper into a, a depression or or you know discouragement, right? Uh, Do you ever get discouraged? Oh yeah, I get discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm by nature I'm not a high high or low low person. Uh, doesn't mean I don't feel things. I definitely do. I, I think, uh, I have to ask the Lord to really reveal those things to me though, as well. Um, because it's not, I don't just spiral down into this low. Sure. Um, but definitely, um, in a, been in a season the last two weeks of, of, of just a lot of stuff going on with my family and life in general and just everything going on. And, Man, it's it's easy to get distracted yeah. and it's easy to get discouraged right now. And the Lord has just said, keep your eyes focused on me and what I have for you today. And I have to continue to go back into that running our race, what it really means. It really means I just I I I'm walking with the Lord. That's right. On that. It's not like I'm even just jogging down this ridge line. It's like I just walk with the Lord and He's gonna He's gonna keep me from going left or right. And then um and if I need to, if there's some discontentment, I think is a lot of where discouragement comes from. Yep. Uh, you know, mis, misplaced expectations um, can be, a, uh, you know, a root of discouragement for sure. 
uh, where you expect things to, to happen a certain way or you expect someone to act a certain way or, or do something and and it doesn't happen and they discourage you, right? Yeah. That discourages you. So um, it, those, for me, I've identified those things. It's like usually I have uh, misplaced expectations on people or, or, or different things in my life where uh, I should be... I should be content in the Lord, right? Con- uh, godliness with contentment is great gain, right? Indeed. Yeah. I agree a million times over. I think the source of discouragement is unmet expectations. Mm-hmm. And that can be, you know, if you're a newlywed or even married, yeah. I mean, however long you think, you know, when you get home from work, your night go one way and it doesn't. And you had an expectation in your mind but it didn't work out. And now all of a sudden no one knows why you're bummed out, but you're just walking around the house like something's wrong. Yeah, that's a, talk to my wife about that one. Yeah. That's how I'm and always, it, it, it can be a business deal that looks yep. like it's going to land and it doesn't. It yep. can be an application for a job you're super qualified for. The in-person interview goes just wonderful. They're like, we're going to call you on Monday. And by Wednesday, you're realizing they're never going to call. I mean, on and on and on. So unmet expectations. Uh, then the question really is like, how do you, how do you handle unmet expectations? And I don't know what comes to your mind. For me, especially the last phase of life, whatever that's been, I don't know the the, the length, but surrender is such a huge part of it, mm-hmm. right? We talk about if discouragement unmanaged leads to depression, then how do you manage disappointment or discouragement? Surrender. And for me, even surrender becomes this like, are you okay with the fact it didn't work out? Yep. Or or can you be okay with the fact that it didn't work out? And that's a hard question. Yeah. It doesn't mean it was fair. It doesn't mean it was right. Someone could wrong you, but you can't do anything about the fact that they wronged you. Well, and I don't think you can conjure up that being okay. Like that's not something that you can force to happen either. Uh, because like, it's just like, you can't force yourself to be encouraged. Uh, but you can force your, yourself to put your eyes on the Lord. As we're talking, I think about, I've been thinking about Martha and Mary, mm, yep, right? Yep. And I think Martha was distracted, right? Totally. And just busy with, with trying to create dinner, do the dishes, clean the house, do everything while Jesus was there. And then she was discouraged because she saw Mary not helping. <laughs> and Jesus very gently just says, you know, like Mary chose the better, the better. Absolutely. And just surrendering. Mary was just surrendering whatever she wanted and just said, I just want to be at the feet of Jesus. Yep. Well, that's a hard part. Discouragement is an emotion, but the right response to an emotion is not trying to make the emotion go away. Yeah. It's a, it's a decision. Yeah. So the emotion has to be met with a decision Yep. of, and I don't know how you could possibly do this outside of just praying, go to the Lord, God, I don't like that this happened. I don't understand why this happened, but I'm going to accept that this happened and I'm giving it to you and I'm going to choose to be okay with this because you say you are for me and not against me. You have plans for a future and a hope. Uh, that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things that you have in store for me. And so I don't get it. I don't like it, but I'm choosing to give it to you and to be okay with it. Yeah. So you, you choose to surrender. Yep. And that is, I mean, you choose to give it to the Lord, which is surrender. And you talked about prayer. So 
you, you did two things there. You you were talking to the Lord, and then you also quoted Scripture, yep. which is from you meditating on the Word, which is exactly what in Philippians 4, it says, uh, 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, report. If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And I know this is the common theme through this ready or not, but yeah. prayer and reading the word, meditating on the word is, is how, you know, we, the, the word is sharper than any two edged sword, right? It's, it's able to, uh, it discern our thoughts from our intent, right? Yeah. Like, and it's like, so, so true. Like if you want to like, Lord, help me to identify these emotions in me and surrender them at your feet and to meditate on your goodness and who you are and whatever you have for me. Yep. And there's seasons to lean in harder to prayer and Bible. Mm-hmm. And there's seasons to have your normal walk. And when you hit discouragement, that's a season. Lean in hard to Jesus. Spend extra time in the Bible. Play more worship than you normally do. Spend more time in prayer. So- something. But if you lean into the Lord, he will do the heavy lifting. Uh, I- I've heard it said before, being alone with fear can rapidly turn into panic. Being alone with frustration can rapidly turn into anger. And being alone with disappointment can rapidly turn into discouragement and even worse, despair. Mm. And that's the thing. Being alone in those things, we're all going to hit them. But hitting them alone, bad idea. You got to hit them and then lean into Jesus. Yeah, it's 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 these two things, the distraction and the discouragement. What's interesting about that is you can be discouraged and then all you want to do is distract yourself yes, from life. That's true. And then when you're distracted and you're like, Man, I'm just I, I'm not focused or this isn't happening or you get discouraged. So there's this vicious circle and the answer is is the Lord. You need to put your eyes on the Lord. When you when you're distracted and you're uh and and all you want to do is just play video games for the time. But you know there's a small voice in you that says, you know what, just get get in the closet, get alone with me, pray, talk to me, or get on your knees, like get in the, in the position of of surrendering, like physically. Like it does, it will do wonders for you because He is the source of joy. He's our source of peace. He's our source for for love and all these things that is the opposite of discouragement, right? Yep. And so Satan, Satan knows what he's doing, right? With distracting us and discouraging us to keep us off that narrow path. Uh, but uh, for sure. Yeah, I don't want to make any accusations, right? Anyone listening, I, please don't take this as an accusation, but I just think there is a drastic separation between those who know Christianity and those who practice Christianity. They they have faith in God versus live by their faith in God. And if prayer or Bible is not a consistent thing in your life and you find yourself often distracted and you don't know why you can't be responsible with what God's calling you to, or you find yourself often discouraged and don't know why you can't shake that, just at least start with checking your time with the Lord, that devotional time is usually what people call it when it matters so much it's the like the just shall walk by faith right that's right and and hebrews eleven six says uh it's impossible to please god without faith and, and that faith in that it's not just a knowledge of god it's a a trust and a reliance on the lord right and and believing in what he says and faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of god and we do that through reading the, his word obviously and uh, praying. Yep. 
And then knowing who God is. Remember who God is. These two things, distractions and discouragements, often we just forget to remember who God is. And Psalm 37, I think, tells us to dwell, dwell, feed or feast, remember, eat up God's faithfulness. And you recall it often. I love Psalm 23, 5, talking about discouragement. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you're like, man, could you imagine some guy has a bunch of, you know, nations that want to just kill him? That was David. Everyone around it at some point wanted to kill him. And he's just having a picnic with the Lord. <laughs> like, you know, can you pass the watermelon? That was really good chicken. Like, and, and God's like, no, just worry about it. Like, yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't go according to plan. Yeah, you know, unmet expectations. But can you pass the salt? <laughs> well, and, you know, he at for sure seasons of just having a picnic with the Lord. But for sure seasons of discouragement where then he had to say, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Yeah. Like, hey. Like, let me, re- let me call to remembrance who my God is and soul. This is, this is the reality. And because of course we go through times of crises and we go through hard times in life and they can weigh heavy on us. Yep. Uh, but we're, but God, God, God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Right. That's it. And, and we're called to cast our burdens on him. And it, that is so true. And as we walk with him and he, he can carry us, he can give you the strength to walk through those seasons. But it's, it's a reliance, a dependence, a sur- and, and a surrender of yourself. It's a reliance and dependence on the Lord, which is a surrender of yourself. Yep. So you're running down this ridge line. You got <laughs> distractions on one side. You got discouragement on the other. Yep. And then you have the finish line ahead somewhere in the distance. Somewhere. Right? Determination. That determination isn't how strong you are. Mm-hmm. It's a decision I'm going to finish. Yep. And that's it. And making a determination, I am going to finish this race. Be that the end of my life when I'm before the Lord. Be that the end of this project or responsibility I have. But I am going to finish. I love Right, Paul, when he frames the the closing words of his life, I have ran my race, I have fought my fight, and then he goes on to say, and the crown of righteousness or life is going to be given to me. You can only say that when you're within inches of the finish line. Right now, I can't claim, I ran my race, I fought my fight. Like, dude, you're in your upper 30s. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. But I want to be able to say that, and I've determined I'm going to say that at the end. Yep. Well, I, there's, there's two things uh, that come to mind as you were talking. Um, I, well, I just got to run a half marathon first time ever doing Ooh, that. So you think about like nice. the only actual official race I've ever done in my life. And I, I'm just glad I didn't walk, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually like, or stop and actually finished it. Uh, so there's two things that came to mind though. What sometimes, you know, when we go on a, a trip, like a race like that, or we go backpacking or we go on these things or we go on a journey, right? Sometimes we're, we're so focused on the, the end destination, right? Uh, as in speaking of human on the human side of things and that we, we forget to, to enjoy the moment that we're in. That's right. right? And we get to do both as Christians. We get to be 
yes, focus on the end destination because it's heaven and it's sitting with the Lord. But we also get to enjoy the moment and and walking with the Lord. And that those can be hard times and those can be easy times. And you can look at times in your life in the, in the past, and I'm sure you can look at times, you know, something that happened 10 years ago and go, that was a really hard time in my life. But I'm glad I, st- I like, I'm glad the Lord put me through it. Mm. Like I've learned this, this, and this. And so sometimes it's just enjoying or or resting in and abiding with the Lord and say, the Lord has me in this. And and letting that, we our end goal is to not give up, right? Like that that's the goal is not to finish a race. Yep. Finish it. And the Lord gets to determine when that race that's ends. That's right. Right? Not you. We don't, you know, we don't get to decide when that ends. The Lord does. And so then we're called to worry about today. Yep. And and so I think that's how you you don't that determination is, Lord, my eyes will be on you, and when you want this to finish. Well, and here's the fun thing: we know where the finish line is for some things, right? Yeah, like marriage. Till death do we part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the finish yeah, well, line. Yeah, well, we talked about the practical things of life yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, our faith. When do we stop relying on the Lord? When we die. Yeah, like till death do we part. Or till death, are we united? <laughs> well, we won't need faith when we're dead because yep. we're standing before yep. the presence of the Lord. It'll yep. be, it'll Just be there. love endures, right? <laughs> yeah. So there are some things that are clear as day and then others take faith. We don't know what the end is, but you run your race until you cross it. Yeah. Have you ever watched those like hundred mile races and they have a yeah. general sense of where the end is, but is it the next corner or the next corner or the next corner that the finish line? <laughs> like, you just got to keep going till you see it. Yep. Can't stop. Cannot stop. I For me, often comes to mind Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25 to the end. It's just a couple short sentences, but it says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Yep. And your eyelids look right before you. That's kind of the short term like you're talking about, right in front of you. Ponder, think about the path of your feet and let all your ways be established, planted. Mm-hmm. In the closing verse, do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. It's like, let your eyes look straight ahead. Let your eyes look right in front of you. Do not turn to the right. Do not turn to the left. And you'll get to be like Paul saying, man, I ran my race. I fought my fight. And I, I don't know if you have any kind of closing well, thoughts. I know we have something to share here in a moment, but. Yeah, I just like the part too where he says ponder, you know. Got to think it out. Got to think it out. It doesn't mean uh, you're just going willy nilly. I mean, there's, uh, or, or you're just, you're not thinking things through. Of course, we think things through and we, we bring it before the Lord and we let, we we pray about everything. We let our requests be made known to God, right? With Thanksgiving. I think that's a huge, uh, just having an attitude of gratitude to you know, <laughs> as we walk this path. But uh, yeah, keep your eyes, keep your eyes focused on the Lord and, and that's, uh, and he will direct your steps for yep. sure. That's right. Hey guys, uh, as we talk about just, you know, the finish lines and all that kind of stuff, sometimes you need a pit stop. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you watch NASCAR or the Indies or whatever, <laughs> uh, those, those hundred mile foot races, there's, these checkpoints where you pull in and refuel the tank, change out the tires, uh, maybe even swap drivers. Yeah. But then you hit their ground running. And oddly enough, we're going to kind of pull ready or not into the pit stop here. And for weeks or months, we don't know exactly the determination, but kind of reformat and think through God's call on this podcast. Um, And then, you know, the personalities involved 
And then by God's grace, we will be relaunching this relatively soon. You know, stay subscribed and I, I think it'll give you a notification or something. Yeah. Yep. I'm not sure exactly how that all works, but it should pop up if you subscribed. It should tell you when a new podcast comes up. Yep. So uh, until then, be praying for wisdom, for direction, uh, for diligence. And I don't know. Yeah. It has been a wild, awesome ride. I want to thank Louie, man. He's been editing yeah, these things. Yeah, that's the guy Louis. behind the scenes doing all the he heavy is, lifting. He is so faithful. Louie, you rock, Thank man. you. Thank you, sir. And uh, obviously to the Lord for just granting us the opportunity to do this. Um, and it's been so fun meeting some of you guys around the church and just talking about Jesus. So keep talking to people about Jesus. Uh, keep leaning in to what he's calling you to do. And in the end, we'll see you here, there, or in the air. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Love you guys. All right. Adios. See ya.